Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. We're going back to press conferences today and on Wednesday. We got another rather short press conference from Ken Norton Jr., as well as a chance to hear from Bobby Wagner, Daryl Taylor, and closing things out with head coach Pete Carroll. So let's kick things off with Ken Norton Jr.'s comments and hear what he had to say about Trey Brown, who figures to get a shot at playing this weekend. Uh, like you said, it's limited. Uh, you know, we had some information on him early in the season, uh, the preseason and, and training camp and stuff like that. But uh, the fact that he's here, uh, we have a pretty high value for him. You know, we felt he was pretty good to be a part of this group and he fit in pretty good. And uh, his skills kind of fit what we like to do. So, uh, you know, we're pretty high on him. He's pretty fast. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, for corners, it's, a, it's about knowing what to do. It's about understanding splits and formations and things like that. A lot of instinct uh, is really detailed on the skill and, and technique. So uh, certainly those are things that, uh, you know, young players are always working with. Even the older players, as you get older, you can, you continue uh, working your skill and your footwork and your hands and things like that. So all those things have to work together. The Sooner fan in me combined with the non-fan that I have been with the cornerback play that we've seen so far opposite DJ Reed and even uh, DJ Reed has been okay. Uh, I am excited to hopefully see some Trey Brown at corner and that he can come out of the gate strong because they're going to need it with the weapons that the Steelers have on offense. Now, they're not going to have Juju Smith-Schuster, but they are going to have Chase Claypool and some of those other weapons that Ken Norton Jr. talked about. He's a challenge. I think every week you're in the NFL now, you're going to get big receivers. You're going to get good skilled players every single week. And uh, there's no question. You turn on the film and their skilled players, uh, Claypool, uh, Deontay, running back, obviously the quarterback, pretty, pretty good. Uh, they do things well. They throw the ball well. They get the ball out pretty – they get the ball out even faster than the Rams. So it's going to be a good challenge for us. One player on defense that we hope to have a big factor in this pass rush, and that's second-year defensive end Daryl Taylor. He talked about the plan that the Seahawks are going to install to help combat the Steelers' quick passing game. Um, a lot of times you don't win on first contact. So when the ball comes out fast, you got to win on first contact so you can get there quicker. And if you don't, you got to get your hands up. So that's um, well, we're going to do a, a lot, a, a better job of doing that and being more effective with that. And one of the reasons the Steelers have been so heavy on that quick passing game is because the offensive line has struggled to protect Ben Roethlisberger. So let's move on to the Steelers quarterback because we got Bobby Wagner talking about the man on the defense who is going to be in charge of that attack on the Steelers offense. You know, I think obviously he's less mobile because of, you know, he's getting older and stuff like that, but he still makes great decisions. He's still, for the most part, um, you know, I think he gets the ball out of his hands very fast. He does a good job of looking the, looking the receivers or looking the linebackers off, moving them with his eyes and finding the, the target. And so a lot of our job is just making that, that pocket uncomfortable. You know, I think um, the game changes when he gets uncomfortable or when, you know, you got guys in his face, just like any quarterback. And so, you know, our job is to make sure he's not just sitting back there and, um, you know, trying to pick us apart because, you know, he's uh, a great quarterback and he's shown over the years that he's done that and he's capable of doing that if you give him the opportunity. And so we just can't give him the opportunity. And if you listen to any sports radio, well, shoot, if you watched Monday Night Football this last week, you heard about the John Gruden emails. You heard that he is out as the Raiders head coach. And Bobby Wagner had an opportunity to talk about that when he was asked about the John Gruden emails. 
that showed Gruden's pattern of using bigoted language. Here's Bobby talking about it. That whole situation is a lot deeper than I think we can can uh, figure out during this press conference. Um, you know, but what I will say is um, I think there are people out there like that that speak that way, um, that have that mindset, that have not grown. Um, it's not just football. It's not just um, NFL ownership or coaches or anything like that. There are more people that's that's like that. And whether it's naive, whether it's a lack of education, whatever the excuse or whatever the the um, the idea behind it may be, um, there are people out there like that. And so um, if you're talking to me, like for me to, it, it's not a, it's not something that shocks me anymore because you don't, you get it in so many different fields. It's not just football. You know, it's not just, um, uh, it's not just one field for sure. It's something that, you know, I feel people deal with regardless of how you look or, you know, what you believe in. Um, it's something that happens all the time. The only thing that is different is this thing. This is the only thing that's different. You got cell phones to capture moments. Now your emails sit there a little longer than they normally do. And so things that used to be in the dark that would never be found out about um, is being saved on the cloud or wherever it's at. And so, you know, it pops back up at some point. And so, um, you know, I think it just, you know, we have a long way to go. And like I said, it's like that situation is not anything bigger than what the world is dealing with. And here was Pete Carroll's comments on the situation down in Las Vegas. The, the times that we're in and, and the, the awareness that we now are growing to understand is crucially important as leaders um, and people that have a chance to speak out. We, we have to demonstrate the sensitivity that all people deserve to be treated well and, and, uh, and spoken of well and uh, because they deserve it. Not, not there's no rule guideline here. You just treat people like they should be treated. And so when anything comes out with the, you know, that, that demonstrates that that sensitivity is not there, it's, you're getting called on and that's, and rightfully so. And so I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I got it nailed or anything else. I'm just saying we, we all need to, and as leaders that have a chance to speak out, we got to do a great job of, of relating that message and, and being the message and being true and, and, and uh, fair to all people. And um, I think that illustration showed otherwise, you know, and and it's too bad. On the other side of the break, we are going to get back to hearing what Pete Carroll has to say about this game coming up against the Steelers. That's up next. As we look ahead to this week six matchup between the Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle going on the road to take on that team that beat them in the Super Bowl so many years ago. Yes, we all still think about it, especially if you have been watching the Seahawks going back to those Holmgren years. But we're in the Carroll era. We're talking Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was on the podium, and he had a lot to say about the cornerbacks currently on the roster. But here's what he had to say about Trey Flowers, who was released by the team on Tuesday. On Thursday, we learned that he got picked up by the Cincinnati Bengals. And interestingly, Pete Carroll countered the reports that Flowers had asked to be released, saying that Trey never said anything of the sort to him. 
I was high on him because he he had really exceeded a little bit of the expectations of he came back better and really effective and uh, aggressive and all of that and um, it, it just in my opinion and uh, it just didn't stay you know as, as much as we I had hoped and so we gave him a great shot at it and and uh, he did everything he could with it I think it was time for a change for him as well you know he he had a couple guys that are getting some play time ahead of him and. Uh, I love that guy. You know, I love the kid, and and I've been working with him as close as anybody I've worked with since I've been here, and um, and I, I I feel it's better for him to get out of here and get going again. There's a lot of teams that need corners, and and I, I hope he gets a great shot. Now maybe Flowers didn't need to say anything to Pete Carroll, and maybe he said it to General Manager John Schneider. So there could be a little bit of truth to both sides of that particular report. But now on to the tray who is still on the roster. Here are Carroll's thoughts on the rookie corner, Trey Brown. This is going to be a, a real week for him. Last week was the, you know, the partial week. Um, I've already talked to him about this is the time he comes back to action and, and let's see if he can return to the, the level of play. When he got hurt, um, he was right at the verge of, of competing to be, you know, in play playtime. And, uh, he done a lot of positive things. And unfortunately his, his knee acted up and he couldn't, you know, couldn't respond right then. But, uh, so I'm going back to where he was, and like I said to him today, let's let's pick up where you left off and show us that you got your stuff together, and and let's see what that leaves you in the competition of it. So um, he'll be battling, but he's he's full go and ready to go. And continuing his comments on the cornerbacks, Carol's thoughts on Bless Austin. Uh, he's done a nice job with with uh, the system and the scheme and all of that. Um, kind of like you know, once you know once you you cross the threshold and you get him out there, then then everything kind of clears somewhat um just hadn't had his opportunity you saw we were a little we were careful with Sydney as he was coming in you know and and uh and so he's ready to jump in though I mean he's very competitive at practice he's he's got a real toughness about him um it, it won't be too big for him when he when he when we get him out there and so it's just a matter of you know if the opportunity's right finally wrapping up his cornerback commentary here's what Pete Carroll had to say about Sidney Jones and his play against the Rams it was a quiet game for Sydney uh, for the most part. Th- this game, uh, you know, there were some plays last week that that uh, you know he knocked off some rust, some things that he saw last week. He did better this week, and so uh, he's a really smart kid and aware and all of that. Just needed to get out there with us, and and unfortunately, uh, you know, the the first time out there was a couple of plays. He played a good solid game. Didn't get uh, the ball really went the other on the other side of the field a little bit more than his way. Looking ahead to the Steelers matchup, Pete Carroll talked about the impact of rookie running back Najee Harris. They're a really competitive football player. Uh, they've just gone to him so much. He ran the ball a bunch already, caught a bunch of passes, leading receiver on the team. Um, go to, that's their running game. You know, they're, they're really committed to him, which, you know, is a great pick for them to, to do that. And he's, he's real creative and really aggressive. And the, the, he's bigger than most guys. You know, he's over 230. And, uh, he runs through people and makes you miss and makes you bounce off and, uh, real effective football player. He's really a good player. And finally, wrapping up Wednesday's press conferences, here's what Coach Carroll had to say about the Pittsburgh pass rush. Yeah, well, they have historically been a difficult defense, you know, and they, they play with a really aggressive style. They don't pressure as, as much as you might think, but they uh, they play very aggressive and they, they use their players and move them around to try to get uh, cause problems. And, um, and they've, you know, they've historically been a good group. And so uh, they're a challenge. They're a challenge just because the makeup of the play. Um, TJ on, on one side, uh, you know, he's, He's pretty good over there, you know, and uh, they got some guys that make problems for you that we got to deal with. 
And that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this show. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Going to be back here with more Seahawks talk on Friday. We're going to have our three in, three out, what if preview of this matchup between the Seahawks and the Steelers. So stay tuned for that. Phil's going to have some questions for us, and we are going to be getting into all the potential options and outcomes of what we could see in this game coming up on Sunday. Be sure you are subscribed to the show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcasts. You can also go to fieldgoals.com, click on the podcast button there. I will be back with Phil, with Clinton, and we're going to be talking Seahawks. So until then, go Hawks.